corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break. Watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show. Get some chances to win some awesome prizes. As fast you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialed here. Live. We're glad to be back this week. Uh, we missed you guys last week, and uh, it's good to be back in studio. So much is going on. We've been busy. Uh, we, we were live from the Bassmaster Open, which was uh, which was a lot of fun, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Super excited about tonight's guest. We're having Randy Howe on the show, Bassmaster Classic champ, Major League Fishing pro, and we're we're having a show that's really cool. We're talking about catching your personal best your biggest bass of your lifetime randy did it two days in a row this year on the major league fishing tour and uh and we're going to talk to him about that experience what it was like uh and and our experiences with catching our personal bests we're going to be uh we're going to be talking about that we're going to be giving away a lot of prizes and uh having a lot of fun on tonight's show so i want to invite you guys um you know, on social media, post pictures of your PB. Let us know what it is on the on the instant message board over at Bashy.tv. Uh, let us know what your personal best is, and um, and we're going to be talking. All you guys giving away some cool prizes. We've got some great stuff, of course, uh, because Randy's here. We got some Livingston lures that we're going to be giving away. Uh, we have a Hydra Wave we're going to be giving away. We have a Tackle Direct. Uh, prize that we're going to be giving away. There it is right there. Got one of these uh, hydrowaves tonight. Uh, so we are brought to you by Tackle Direct here at the Tackle Direct Studios for Bass, uh, Bass University Live. Going to be a great show, a lot of fun. I'm really excited because who else is uh, with us tonight? Is GDP fresh off the tournament trail? Good to have you with us, man. What's up, Petey? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Yet you uh, you put a little bit of a beat down on me on the James River. Got to say, I'm a little upset about it. I'm sorry, I, I had to. <laughs> it's no offense to you, just to finish. <laughs> that was fun. It was a great, great tournament. You know, there's a lot to talk about there because that was uh, an interesting time of year to be fishing a tournament with 220 boats in it. It is. It kind of really gets congested in oh certain my areas, gosh. depending on if you're really focusing on spawning fish. Yeah. Yes. Which I was. I was too. I we we were playing bumper boats the whole the whole week down there. So was I. Gosh Almighty! But they kept coming. It was that that river. If you guys never been there, I don't care if it's April, March, May, June. You literally can pull up anywhere and catch a keeper. Like there right. are so many fish in that place. It is unbelievable yep. because. It, you know, we were digging for spawning areas, and in a river system, the spawning areas are lower flow, mm -hmm. uh, more stable parts of the waterway. 
which collect the fish yep. and uh, the fishermen, the fishermen. <laughs> right? So we all kind of figured this out, right? So yeah. we're crawling all over each other, and and uh, two, at least two of the guys in, in the area that I was fishing uh, outperformed me, made the cut, and a Kobe Krieger was one of them. Uh, give a shout out to Kobe, and uh, the um, you know it was just it, it was two hundred and twenty boats. I I, I was thinking this because we had I had a, a couple of Japanese anglers in my area mm-hmm. and it's got to be what it's like in japan yeah right they're probably so used to it. like oh, right at home oh yeah 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 i mean just throwing at the guy's motor in front of you and he's throwing at your motor behind yeah. you and yeah. you're you're rotating through but uh but it, it was interesting a lot of strategy involved shout out to ike he also he had a big day one and uh and did did nice in that tournament didn't have quite a good a day two but uh but had a nice finish there so yeah. uh so you, you're you're on a little bit of a break. That's got to be cool. Yes, man. Finally, so we have about a three week gap until we get mm-hmm. to Lake Fork. So it's nice to be home and do home stuff. Nice, <laughs> you know, with the new bride. I do. Yeah, new bride. So everything's working out really good. Everything's been fun, uh, yeah. to say the least. You know, it's been wide open like always, but it's still you know it's really good to be home. Yeah, well, it's it's good to have you here in studio. Great to have you. And Thanks, it's Brian. good to have the the guy behind the mic because he's. He's got some kind of uh, prosthetic going on on the right hey. arm over there. Don't give away my secrets, Peter. <laughs> How you doing, VTC? I'm all right, man. I'm good. That's good. You had you you went under the knife this week, man. Yeah, last Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. I was on a cart. They were talking to somebody, and all of a sudden I was back on a cart talking to somebody and <laughs> slept through the whole thing. So what's there to be nervous about, right? <laughs> right. How'd you sleep? Probably pretty good. <laughs> I didn't hear any stories. So. Uh, that's good. Well, what what did you have done? A lot of people at home they have no idea. You had good some cartilage repaired or <laughs> none. Their damn business. <laughs> you didn't no. get you didn't get any bionics or nothing nah, installed. Uh, repair the uh, torn labrum, uh, reattach bicep tendon, some scoping the arthritis stuff out of there the vacuuming cleaning the the goop out of there and did my uh wrist too my uh, carpal tunnel at the same time oh my gosh knock it out wow brian got everything up on you we'll see good night well can't wait till i'm 50 it's good to have you back (laughs) 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 don't my advice is don't don't let that happen Uh, greg i don't know how not to (laughs) die i guess yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) just stay young don't yeah don't don't move and, the couch. <laughs> well, Riz, Riz is here. The Speaking champ, of the champ, you know, holding up giants this weekend yeah, down the Chesapeake. Congrats, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good weekend down on the bay. It's starting to heat up down there. Uh, honestly, kind of just, just ran into them. You know, it's how it goes sometimes. You don't think you're on anything, especially <laughs> this time of year when stuff's changing so much. You yeah. can pull into one area, and yeah. they're Whoops. there, and it happens – Happens quick. You go from one to twenty-three pounds in 23 twenty minutes pounds. or so. So, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Lucky, lucky us. Look, look what we found. Uh huh. Something like that. Yeah, uh, no, it's a. Uh, it's starting to happen. So, it's an exciting time of year. That was such a like a hockey player answer, you know. Oh, just you know, just putting uh, it on the net, you know. Got lucky. <laughs> yeah, just got lucky. Just keep shooting. <laughs> well, that was a great win, a monster bag, and uh, you followed it up with a fourth place finish in the in the Bass Nation tournament. Yeah, yeah, I did, Pete. Uh, we we really leaned on our fish pretty hard uh, Saturday, and when I went back Sunday, they weren't there, or they just weren't on cooperative anymore. So I kind of had to scrap it and. 
change the area a little bit um, and, you know, make a make an adjustment and ran into some big ones after I made the adjustment, but never was able to put the fifth in the boat. Had four for 16, so got to be better. Got to put that fifth one in the box, um, you know, be a little bit more fluid and make an adjustment at the midpoint of the day. So learn from it. Keep on moving. Yeah, well, that's a great way to learn, and yeah. uh, it's a great tournament finish. And uh, we got a lot more going on. And I want to give a shout-out. Uh, we saw Patrick Walters lead the MPFL, took second yep. place. And Justin Kimmel uh, got his second check in a row over the MPFL. That's so right. Good yep. job, Justin. Shout-out, J.K. Well, well done. Good job, bro. Well done, J.K. And um, just a lot of, lot of tournament stuff going on. We're going to be talking tonight, guys, like I said, about our personal best. What's your personal best? Show us pics. If you're watching over on social, if you're on our IM. Board, Send them to Rich. Let us know. <laughs> let, let us uh, take a look. Let, let us know what your personal best is. We're going to be talking uh, about it tonight. We've got a lot of really great prizes. Uh, I've got them written down here somewhere, Riz. I think you may you may have them too. But, um, uh, oh, i got to give a shout-out. I always miss, I always forget Alex. He's, he's yes. over on Zoom. <laughs> And uh, and I, I forget that he's over there until uh, we start talking about questions. But it's always awesome to have you with us, Alex. How are you, buddy? Oh, Rich. He's he's giving me the silent treatment because <laughs> I mistreated him tonight. <laughs> we got we got no audio on you at the moment. Uh, we're the the boys are trying to figure it out. I'm sure you guys will get it figured out. I think it's on our end. We'll we'll catch up with you here real. Real quick, Alex, and I'm interested in. Great in talking to you, buddy. <laughs> I know. Did you? Oh, now you got me. There he is. Gotcha. There we go. Cord was unplugged. Hit the, hit the button. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing back in the computer a little bit. There we go. But yeah, excited to be here tonight, Pete. We got a great topic, great guest, great panel of interviewees. So I'm excited to learn from Randy and see what we can't get out of him. Randy, did did you catch 23 pounds this weekend? I did not. I caught two pounds and three ounces this weekend. That was the 23 I came in with. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's good. That's good in some circumstances. Better than zero. You're out catching fish, man. That's That's right. That's That's right. My, my, uh, we, we went out, uh, I took Jake out, Jake and Shelly out on the boat and, and, uh, Jake tied into a two and a half pound pre-spawn bass out on the river. Uh Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. That was, that was cool. It was awesome to see him. You know, uh, it, it's we're still at that point where, like, he when he makes the cast, gets the bite, sets the hook, and catches the fish all by himself with no involvement with dad, it's a pretty big deal. Oh, I bet. You know, yeah. pretty big deal for dad. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's a, it a thrill uh, for him. It was funny because he was complaining. He's like, um, you know, I'm known for throwing a stick bait. But uh, <laughs> he's like, Dad, he's like, Dad, you always tie this bait on, and I never catch it. And he was just finishing that sentence, and they all bowed up with a two and a half pounder yeah. and, and swings it in. <laughs> That's the Senko curse. There you go. So um, we're gonna get him sold here before too long. He's a chunker and winder, I think, like Jeff Olson uh, at Bashu TV. Give a sh- shout out to Jeff. Je- <laughs> Jeff's awesome. He's uh he's down in South Carolina, and uh, he's crank he was cranking them for two months, throwing his crankbaits his wiggle warts, his flat sides, whatever he could, and he's cranking them up. And he's and he's like, Pete, I, I can't catch fish anymore because we can now they're spawning and we cannot get him to take the crankbait out of his hand. Well. <laughs> he will not throw a, a plastic of any kind. Really. Oh, they'll come back out eventually. Did, did, did <laughs> he by chance listen to any of the 
a thousand seminars that he filmed? He, <laughs> yes. He, he can. He can only hear it if there's a something to be winded. He doesn't hear. He does not hear the drop shot. He does not hear the stick bait or the jig. He just. He, he just selective hearing. I think. <laughs> Jesse Wiggins made him a believer. Oh. I'm telling you, he did because he Jeff. He, when we were in Tennessee, he was tooling up, spending some money. <laughs> getting some get, getting some gear, you know. So he, he is he's he's going to be throwing that worm here pretty soon because I mean we got to film with Jesse and watch him catch seventy on camera. So yeah. you know it's it's easy to be convinced when you see that. So Jeff, I got faith in you, buddy. You can do it. Pick that worm up. <laughs> you ever see him pick up a worm? I so the one time that I was down there when I took him and Nate fishing on his boat, I was catching them on worms, jigs, bottom stuff. So I gave. You know, Jeff, the the Ned Rig worm, which catches fish pretty yep. much everywhere. That stayed in his hand for two minutes, maybe, and went back to winding. But he did get some bites <laughs> winding, so he's, he, <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty good with that crank. That's what I see. I see him watching Jesse Wiggins going home, making two casts with the shaky head, right back to the crankbait. Just get him a really, <laughs> right really sl uh, slow gear ratio. Crankbait. Real. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, just like a <laughs> two to one. Two to one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we'll we'll, fi we'll figure it out. And, uh, Snoopy real. Yep. Shout out to Nate. We're going to be seeing Nate tomorrow. We're going to be filming uh, with GDP. We're going to be doing some uh, spawn uh, sight fishing uh, type stuff. Some instruction. Yeah. Can't wait for that. We're uh, give shout out to the Parkers, uh, uh, Brooks and Derek. We're going to be. Uh, we're gonna have access to the private uh, Parker facility uh, tomorrow, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, maybe we'll be able to catch a few fish. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for letting us in. Might get a PB tomorrow. We might get a PB tomorrow. That's what it's all about. Yeah. There have been nine pounders caught. That would be a PB in, for me in this in this deal. So yeah, same could, here. Could happen. They they could if they had all winter to grow mm -hmm. and put eggs on. Mm -hmm. So who knows? It could be double Ten. digit yeah. fish. Is swimming around in there we shall see but we will keep you guys all posted we've got uh we've got great stuff going on right now uh go if you guys haven't subscribed you're watching over on facebook we've got a great like and share um going on over there like us share us and we are going to put you in a contest to win a hundred dollar tackle direct prize pack that's going on for facebook like and share and we have a grand prize riz we do. Um, so tonight we got uh, we got a few things going on. We got the grand prize, uh, which is the TH Marine Hydrowave. That's going to be going out the door. And we also have the tackle direct, uh, the tackle direct hundred dollar prize pack. Pete, we're actually going to give that to a BU subscriber tonight. Um, so guys, <laughs> if you're if you haven't signed up, up, if you haven't signed up for the program yet. Now's a great time to do it. You can take advantage of a 30 day free trial. Use the code BU live 30. Get try get to try out the whole program. No money down. Get unlimited access. The whole deal, and you can win these awesome prizes tonight. Also, if you're over there on Facebook, don't worry. We're taking care of you too. Tonight's like and share prize is three baits from Livingston Lures. That's a Howler crankbait and two topwater baits from Livingston Lures, guys. That's about a forty dollar prize back from Livingston. So, guys, if you're over there on Facebook, like and share tonight's feed. You'll be entered in for a chance to win that awesome prize. And as if it was written on the whiteboard right in front of me over there, 
I might have gotten the prizes correct. It is, guys. It's right there. It's right behind the camera. Sorry for screwing up the prizes. But uh, but great. Thank you so much, uh, Livingston and Tackle Direct and TH Marine for supplying us with these great products. Uh, make sure that you guys check it out. I also want to give big big shout out to BassBoatForSale.com. It is the place to list your boat. Uh, if you're buying a boat or you're selling a boat, it is the place to be right now. Top quality equipment, top quality boats available Vetted. over there. Vetted. Whether you're buying or selling, it's the place to be. Bass boat for sale, and we're really excited because what we're going to do. At this pond tomorrow, is we're going to spend uh, some time working with our AquaView, and I'm really excited about that. We're going to be looking at some pre-spawn bass uh, with our AquaView, whether they're bedding, whether they're cruising. We're, uh, we've got great sunny conditions. We do. That's what we need. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can't wait to, to put the AquaView to work. Hope you guys have uh, checked that out and are using it in your fishing. Uh, because we're going to be teaching how to use it tomorrow. So look for that all available on Bass University. So um, we are uh, we are looking good, and uh, just want to give a shout out to Hobie. We had uh, um, the classic champ Hank Hank Cherry on with the Hank Cherry custom Hobie eyewear uh, giveaways. Check those out; they're really awesome. Uh, you know, they have size that fits anybody's face. I love our mine. I especially love the Sightmaster Plus lens. Uh, check that out. If you're a Bashu TV subscriber, you get a massive Hobie discount over at Bashu.tv. Check out the uh, uh, pro member offers there, and uh, we're gonna we'll uh, we'll get you guys hooked up. We got a lot of great stuff over there, and um, man, are we gonna take a break? We want to get right into Randy. Uh, let's hit that three three minute break, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll bring Randy on. All right, we've got Randy Howe, the Classic Champ MLF Pro. Called his personal best, a 12-pounder, uh, just a few weeks ago. And we're going to be talking to him and, and sharing that experience with him. So uh, hang in there, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Why Bass Boats for Sale? Our mission is to be the premier bass boat outlet for listings and buyers. We believe if customers can't find it, it doesn't exist. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. Bassboatforsale.com. technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. 
that are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out during a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hooks set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bash University Live. Glad you're with us tonight. Really excited. We've got a, a, a super talented angler, a, a guy that I've uh, been fishing with and against and around for, for a long, long time. He's classic champ. He's a major league fishing pro. He's, and, and tonight's topic is going to be talking about personal best, catching your personal best. So we're going to be talking about all of our personal best, but we all got overshadowed by this guy who smashed him up, called his personal best two days in a row. Uh, so glad to have you with us tonight. Great Randy Howe. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm good. What's going on today? Man, we're uh, we're just uh, loving spring. It's finally arrived in our part of the country. And, uh, yeah, we're starting to catch some big ones. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. It's been a crazy, crazy day, a bunch of crazy stuff going on. I've, I've been packing all day to leave and. I was supposed to fly in the morning, and and my uh, my flight got uh, canceled or messed up, and the guy was driving for me. I had to get him stopped so I could get my truck. Now I got to leave at five in the morning and drive myself there. So it's all been everything's kind of scrambled up now. So uh, uh, I'm just glad that I didn't have to cancel this show with y'all because that would not been good. So I made it work. So I'm thankful to be here with you guys. So we're gonna talk fishing and. Then I'll worry about all the rest of the stuff I got to do. Oh man! Well, we're thankful to have you with all that. Where Where are you? Where are you headed tomorrow? Um, Lake of the Ozarks. We got the Bass Pro Tour at Lake of the Ozarks, and uh, meeting is at start is at five thirty, I think, tomorrow afternoon. So I got to book it ten hours and get myself <laughs> there. So uh, I was going to fly. It was going to be nice and easy, but everything kind of got screwed up somehow there. So now we're going to be back to old-fashioned driving it man that's well that's a well you know how to do that you've been yeah, you've been driving across this <laughs> country for quite a few years like 28 years i think right yeah that's the truth man 48 years old yeah it's probably 30 years now really you know because I, I started right out of high school in 18 so uh, invitationals you know and worked my way into the 19 started the top 100 or top 150s you know right around probably about the same time you'd probably did i guess it was 93 94 something like that uh i don't know yeah you were you were a little little before me i think i was in the late 90s 
Oh, were you? When okay. I, you you were you were you were early. Heck, you were like guiding when you were nine years old or something. <laughs> yeah, eleven years old. Eleven. Eleven. It's the truth. That sounds like a joke, but it's not. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I, I thought it was in when you were a teenager. Is that that for real? Like what was it like? Lake Gaston, where you yeah, were Lake guiding. Gaston. Yeah, okay. my mom and dad bought that little fish camp marina. It was out of business when I was 11 years old, and they kind of brought it out of bankruptcy and turned it and gradually built it into a good little marina, mom and pop marina, tackle store, gas pump business. And so I started guiding right there at like 11 years old, 12 years old, and really started doing it. I actually, I guided Kevin Costner when I was 14 years old. Huh. Uh, on that lake when they were there making the Bull Durham movie in uh, in, North, in Raleigh, North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina. So yeah, I started really young. That's crazy. My dad, my dad always had a money back guarantee for people there at the marina if they if they didn't have a good time, didn't catch fish, he wouldn't make them pay, and people would always go with me, and it always worked out. <laughs> that's that's um, amazing, Randy. I, Randy, which which uh, marina is that? I spent a lot of time. My grandparents got a house on Poplar Creek. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it used to be Howell's Timber Lodge, now it's Stonehouse Timber Lodge. Okay, down there in uh, Big Stonehouse Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, it's a really big, it's a really big, nice place now. The people that bought it from my mom and dad way back in the they bought it. I'm gonna see, I think it they sold it like in the, the late maybe 97, 98, 99, something wow. like that. And they, the people built it into a really nice place the last you know 10 years or so. Yeah, for sure. I saw it. I love Popular Creek, man. I wish we could have us a good old tournament there again, man. That whole East Coast area, we never get to fish bugs or Gaston or any of those good Eastern Eastern uh, East Coast areas. I know. And, we, uh, we've spent a lot of time on Curve over the years with Federation yeah. and stuff, and, and Gaston's gorgeous. I mean, it's just a really nice lake. Now it's full Here spotted it's bass. Spotted bass lake now, yeah, yeah that's, that's what right. I hear. Yep. That's what I heard, too. We had somebody come on and, and say the spotted bass are everywhere and the grass is gone. Uh, I, I don't do you have any updates on it other than that? I don't. I haven't. I don't have any. Well, all well, all our family still lives in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Her mom and dad live in Scotland Neck, North Carolina. So they're all about an hour from Lake Gaston, but nobody fishes. No, I don't really have anybody that fishes there very much. I worked at Raleigh Boat Show this year, fishing show, and talked to quite a few old friends that fish there, and they all say it's really a tough like to catch a big bag but you catch a lot of spotted bass yeah and that's uh, one so down that, from kerr right yeah. that's right yeah, yeah it was an awesome place i mean i remember this is april right now the first week of april for all of the late 80s and early 90s uh that was the biggest guide week i would stay out of school for like a whole week there <laughs> like, that's it was awesome always, it was always so so God. good and and it was all the red fin. We would throw the old red fins on the surface. Oh, and the yeah. water, when the water would hit 54 degrees, you'd catch giants like five to 10 pounders on top wow. water on that wake baits before they would come in for the shad to start feeding them before they. And it was just only like I ever went to like that, 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 that happened like it did. And it was always fun for about two weeks in April. Huh. That was, Man. that, that has a reputation too. Cause one, uh, Bob Allen, uh, a guy that that carved my crankbait for quite a few years, and um, you know, fished the Federation, uh, fished down on Gaston a lot. He was from that region, and just the amount of, like you said, five to ten pound yeah. fish that were caught out of Lake Gaston uh, at, at that time. You know, I guess back in the '80s and '90s was just, just it was like the best place for 500 miles 
to go fishing. Really was. Yeah, it was the best place between New York and Florida. And we were right in the, that's dead center of those two. And so most of the business that came to my parents' marina, they had seven little cabins there and boat rentals and then the tackle store, guide service and all that. So most people, that would be a halfway point. So I had a lot of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Delaware, Connecticut, man, that's all my business came from there. I had a lot of friends all over that area that you guys are in. People, still people that I get messages from today that are older now. A lot of them are really old and, you know, always sending messages when I catch fish or do good in the tournament and tell me they got, I got it when I was 14 years old or 15 years old. It's pretty cool to still hear from people up there. Randy, you got any good, like, uh, New Jersey, New York uh, client stories from back in the day? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I know you yeah. do. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's crazy how I I got so lucky with everybody that I ever had. They were always just the greatest, nicest people. I didn't ever have any Come bad Come on now. I'm from up here. Don't be lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I never had any bad stories like that. And the best, I had a lot of great stories that people that just turned me on to good food, they would bring – you know, we had these a lot of these guys from up there in Jersey and Delaware, especially that would bring, you know, those special meats from all the delis and Hell the pickles yeah. and all the things that we didn't have there in North Carolina. And uh, and I was a kid, you know, so those people once they would come down and they'd see that I knew how to fish and I would take them out and they'd catch fish. They just had a good time because I was a kid, you know, and it was just probably made a fun story to go back and tell. You know, you're not gonna believe this. I went with this kid that was 14 years old and. He run a bass boat 65 miles an hour, and we caught, <laughs> caught big bass, you know. And you probably, I probably hear the stories. I bet it used to – it was really fun. So I, <laughs> a lot of good parents. I remember that. You were you were known. Uh, are you? Have you settled out now? But you were known as, like, uh, the speed <laughs> demon, <yeah>. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not settled down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just madder, I'm just madder than I used to be because I can't run as fast as I used to. That's what it is. <laughs> But I, I do have, you know, we went through three or four years there where our Tritons weren't running that fast. And now, you know, they finally got back to the, you know, they got their own independent production place. When they were building them in the Ranger plant, they slowed them down a lot, made them a little bit heavy. Imagine and then, that. Yeah, now, yeah no, now they're building them <laughs> a little bit lighter, a lot, lot more specific about, you know, this new XRT boat I'm running this year. I'm running 74, 75 by myself and 72 heavy tournament loaded last week with a marshal and full of gas live wells and all so i'm back running pretty good passing people again i love to pass people <laughs> i don't know why it's just in my blood <laughs> i remember I would, you I, yeah i would rather pass somebody and then turn around and come back to my fishing hole <laughs> you were you were so little even like when you were uh, you know a teenager 20 years old you were like 100 pounds it looked like soaking wet so you didn't slow that boat down at all yeah i've been a, i've been about a buck 50 buck 60 most of my life you know i haven't changed a whole lot <laughs> oh Dude, I, I hate to draw them big 300 pounders because they would kill me, man. They'd kill my speed. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever kick somebody out of the boat because their tackle bag was too heavy? Who tackle bag? I had, I had a lot of talks with a lot of people, a lot of course, a lot of people into leaving their bags at home. I said, man, I'll give you anything you want. Just leave that bag here. I'll give you all the tackle you need. I promise. <laughs> that is great. That is uh, speed is everything. And it's, I, I just, I remember it. I just, 
when I first started fishing, you were already established and, uh, you know, had been out on tour for a little while. But uh, but I, I just want to give you uh, just a little kudos and, and a thank you, because when I first started, there wasn't a lot of people that I knew. And uh, you you were just an easy person to know right right from uh, right from the word go. So I, I always appreciated uh, meeting you out on tour. Well, I appreciate you saying that, you know, and I've always I know how I felt as a kid out there and you know how intimidating it was a lot of those old guys that man you looked up to that like denny brower and different people and i remember when them guys wouldn't be friendly or wouldn't give me the time of day i it bothered me and so i always said man i'm gonna always be try to make everybody feel comfortable when they come out here because they're part of the brotherhood when they get in this tournament trail we're all chasing the same dream and doing the same thing and you know we need to be friends we don't need to be enemies you know and so i you know, and I still to this day, even as long as I've been out there, all these young guys, I'm fishing the, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit this year along with the Bass Pro Tour. So I'm seeing a lot of new talent that I don't know, you know, a lot of new guys on that tour that are just unbelievable anglers, you know, and I, and they're all come up, talk to me and all that. And I try to make them all feel like, you know, man, I'm proud of them. And I, well, I'm glad to know them. And if I can help them in any way, you know, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Well, that's great. No, I I definitely appreciated that, and I tried to do the same thing and uh, with all with all the guys. And uh, I just fished a Bassmaster tournament, and then uh, we had like two hundred twenty five people in the event. And uh, these giant boat tournaments, man, they're they're a different kind of animal. It's I'm not used to fishing with so many people around all the time. Wow, was that the James River one? It was. It was at yeah. the, and they're trying to spawn. So the, all the fish are in the in the backwaters, and all the the boaters, all the anglers were in the backwaters. I, I'm surprised there weren't more fights out than there was, you know. Yeah, was there I some throwdowns? I had to say a few, you know, I had to, you know, express myself a few times. You don't but, speak uh, Japanese, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it was nothing. Is nothing too dramatic around me. But I got to. I'm telling you, you know, Randy, where I went, you, everybody knows this spot is that the barge pit. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, it's, and yeah, um, pit, yeah. yeah, David Dudley won there, uh, one of the big tournaments there, his first win, I think. And uh, but yeah. a, a, anyway, there's a, there's a certain shoreline there that 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 seemed like the fish were really relating to and, and going to spawn on that that shoreline. And I was boat. 1215 <laughs> and and i and i come wheeling up into this cove and i promise you i could not make a cast to the bank wow. it was not possible for me to make a cast to the bank without crossing somebody's line or throwing over the boat so it's super crowded i've never seen it like that it's before like opening day of trout fishing it was and that's the bad thing now that i'm seeing more and more and you know that we're we're you know 40s and 50s ages now and we've been out here a long time and we now it's just no you know no i don't want to how to say it no no respect or no etiquette for each other really a lot of times and it's just like man it's no used to it's just luck of the draw if you drew out boat 200 you knew you weren't going to get to fish on that good bank because you had enough respect that you were going to run there and if it was a boat sitting where you wanted to go you just that was tough luck you just had to go somewhere else and that's what we always did and now 
everybody's determined if they want to fish somewhere, they're going to fish there no matter who's there. Mm -hmm. And then they, and all it does is mess everybody each other up. Nobody yeah. ever does good like that. Yeah. And I, I see it all the time, and it drives me nuts too. Yeah, it, it's tough. And we, we I saw some of that and, uh, you know, guys, you know, getting a little aggressive. But you also, in, in a big field like that, you also have to get a little tolerant. You're like, all right, well, we're all trying – you know, I got to allow – you know, I can't get mad every time somebody yep. makes a closed cast, you know, yeah. or whatever. I've, I've, yeah. you've got to try to, you know, relax a little. You got, you got to work together. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like yeah, you just said. You know, everybody's trying to come in, everybody's doing their thing. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all fishing for the same thing. Yep. Commun so. Communication's the biggest thing. That's why I try to tell my son Laker <laughs> that's out fishing all the Toyota series now, and he, he had a run in with somebody at a, at, at a tournament this year that, you know, that. He, he came in to fish a big, great big bay, and it's a big area, and it was just one other guy, you know, and they both found it, and they both started there, and that one guy didn't want to communicate or work together. He just wanted to fuss and cuss and try to run him away and just, I mean, just bull, you know, and, and I think you just got to communicate and talk. When you find the fish and somebody else finds them and you both try to get there and there's room for more than one person to be in an area, mm. and then you talk about it and work it out because you both – you know earned it deserved to be there fishing and and that, that's the way it ought to be if people would do that it would make it a lot easier and everybody would be successful i think for sure i think that's absolutely right is communications key and uh and a lot of when guys don't talk and they just cut you off or you start getting too aggressive without talking yeah uh that you know you're assuming the worst and it, it just can exactly. get ugly but I, but it, but overall, you know, the beauty of the James being so crowded, and we talked about this GDP is uh, there's so many doggone fish there that even though we were fishing on top of each other, yeah. everybody was catching limits. Yeah, Randy won there. He has a win on James. Is yeah, that? I, that? Yeah, I'm I'm fishing there this year in the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. It's actually off limits for me right now as far as talking about it, like getting information and all that. So I know y'all not telling me anything specific. Yeah. But, uh, that tournament is in June. And I've not been back there since the tournament I won. I won the Open there, the Bass Open in 2013, um, the year before I won the Classic. And, uh, and I think, I'm thinking it was 13, 13, 14. Yeah, 13, because I won that one. I won the Classic. Then I won Oneida in 15, because I went on a three-win streak, first yep. and last streak I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the year it was. better to have it, man. <laughs> no. But, but, but that place was – man, that place is so full of fish now. I mean, I follow the last couple of years just looking at weights there in the tournaments, and, gosh, it is full of three to four-pounders, man. And then you see it here in seven, eight, ten, some ten, eleven-pounders. I know my buddy Frankie Poirier, he caught like a nine and an eleven in the same day in a tournament, I think, last year, a nine and an eleven. What? I think I saw that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Frank's a good guy, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, the, the the winner of this tournament had like almost well, like twenty four pounds the last two days. But but more importantly, we're not really allowed to talk to Randy about it, and we're probably going to dive deep next week. Okay. Ah. So yeah. before we transition to the topic of tonight, which is catching them PBs, uh, we got sidetracked. <laughs> we, we sure did. did. We had we got Randy Howe in studio. Yeah, we nah, just want to talk. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you, man. Um, <laughs> I, I actually want to back up. <laughs> Randy, I want to I want to uh, kind of go back to that that uh, that redfin that bait. I don't even know what that yeah. even is. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely like a plug. I vaguely remember it. I remember it as like a a, a jerk bait, like a bigger, oh, thicker man. kind of a jerk bait, and it, instead of having straight sides, it kind of scalloped in and out. Yeah, it's a striper bait. Basically, is what it was made for, and it's still a it's still a cotton cordell old school bait. They still cordell. sell them. I saw them in Bass Pro Shops not long ago. I actually bought a couple new ones, and I actually found two old ones today. That I think were my dad's that he gave me way back that we used to fish on Gaston with. There no paint left on them, chrome and blue with just all the chrome gone, just bone bone basically with a little bit of blue and chrome in there, and uh, those baits. They, they were, but that was before there was any wake baits, and there was probably a lot of wake baits now that are better than that, but that was still an unbelievable bait. I caught the fire out of five to eight pounders on Gaston and bugs in April every year. It's a, it's a great bait. It's a it's a topwater-oriented bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make it be on the top. You just barely turn that handle and wake, and it would just stay right on the surface, and you could get it to make that big old – that big old V down V on the surface like that, they would be doing that. And all of a sudden it would just go whoosh, and then big old, <laughs> I, would, I would throw it around the bushes at bugs on them points around a little pole timber and bushes and sweet gum trees. And you just wake it across there and I'd stop it and twitch it a time or two sometimes, let it pop up and they would just flush it. Poof, and the wow. biggest fish in that area would bite it. I mean, I want a lot of money on them two lakes with that bait in April. It was only April. It was, it was craziest thing. It was like flipping a switch and then it'd be done after that. Huh. Huh. Randy, would it, would it crank down? It would only go about a foot under a the foot. surface. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would reel it under the surface in the wind blown points. Instead of throwing a spinner bait, we would mail buddy, Marty Bunch. It used to be my team partner there. We won a Tar Heel team on Gaston one day, one year doing that and just, just ripping it, kind of jerking it like a jerk bait right under the surface on windy rocky yeah. bluff points and we caught like 20 i don't know how I many 20 some pounds had a bunch of big ones that day that's that's how i remember it like i got like shadow memories of it you know it was yeah back in yeah. my when we were kids me and ike out there and a couple other guys but i remember i guess maybe mike had it the the, the rippling redfin yeah but, the uh, rippling redfin was the one that had a little wavy sides so that's the one that's the one that we yeah, had that, the rippling redfin yeah, that was a popular one. The broken back, the broken tail, broken back red fin, and then the straight back with three treble hooks. Those are the two that were the real popular ones. And, you know, and Scott Suggs actually used it a lot, and a lot of the Arkansas guys used it a lot. And he actually got Berkeley. I saw a little video on Major League Fishing Show showing it, and Berkeley kind of copied the old red fin and made a, made a wake bait of something with Scott Suggs' name on it now and i don't have one i actually went looking to see if i could find one just to see if it what it looked like yeah because you know they say one of my buddies arkansas told me that it worked really well he caught a lot of fish on it last year okay so who knows? <clears throat> yeah it's a it's a i remember at beaver lake like that being a dominant tool like uh it, for the post spawn right was it is it the pre-spawn or the post-spawn that it's it still affected? It was the pre-spawn. Yeah, it was the pre-spawn. What was so weird, of, you know, in gas, and it was like 54-degree water was the number. As soon as it hit 54, mm. and you catch them from like 54 to 58 degrees, it'd be a week or two weeks where that lake just did something weird, and getting bugs would do it too. And I, and I think it was a shad spawn, but it, which was weird because you use a shad now spawn, uh, you know, after the bass or during the bass spawn. And then they seemed like they they would 
puddle up on those points and big gizzards and they would spin around in little circles you know how you see them yeah. twirling on little points and they would do it at daylight and if you get out there on big stonehouse creek on that big flat from that island out to the middle where the big stump used to stick up out of the water out there and then pencil point on the mouth of the, the two creeks to two stonehouse that finger point that stuck out it had a bar on it and man, those two bars right there that we start there at daylight and you were somebody, you were going to catch four or five big ones every morning there for the first, in the first week of April, every year. Wow. That's awesome. Well, you had, you had a three win streak, Randy, you get, you went on another streak, which is, uh, we're excited to talk to you about it. Cause you did this one on back to back days in a row where you caught your personal best, which is impossible to catch your personal best two, two days in a row. But uh, that that had to be a thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it was really awesome. And, you know, and I, and I contributed all to working the Bash University Seminar right before I went to start a new season. Say that one more time, Randy. Hold on. Let me go full screen here. <laughs> here on the shoreline of Gunnersville, when we did the Bash University, we all hung out that day and did all the seminars. And uh, that right after that, I got fired up and got motivated, and I went out to that first tournament. And uh, I'm telling you what, it was – and, you know, and last year I told you guys in person when I saw you, but, you know, last year was the most challenging year I've ever had uh, health-wise because of the stupid COVID stuff. You know, I had it and was in down. I was out in hospital and IVs for like eight days, and pneumonia and all that stuff happened. So I missed Champlain last year and bottomed out in the points just had a bad year and then uh and then not even even before that i had another minor surgery and had some complications for that really nobody ever knew much about and just kind of that ran into the rest of it it's just a bad year so i needed some good i needed something good to happen this year and i prayed to you know god let something good happen right off the bat if i win a tournament or whatever i need i just want to need to win something get back up into points get back into highlights you know, get back where people know that I'm not retired or gone away. <laughs> and, uh, and shoot, I mean, and, and I, I could have won. If I'd have won the tournament, I don't think I would have got as much exposure as I got because, from the two big fish. So it was just the answer to prayer. And not only the day that I caught the 10-11 uh, on Caney Lake, that was my biggest ever by my, my biggest by three ounces. I'd caught like six 10-and-a-half-pounders but never won really over 10-and-a-half. And then when my – camera guy when my boat official said hey that's the new major league fishing all-time big bass record 10-8 was the record that by justin uh justin what's the name lives lives over there in uh north alabama lucas uh anyway lucas not lucas but the other other one atkins atkins Atkins, yeah justin he had 10-8 and uh so that was 10-11 so i was thrilled not only my biggest fish but uh, the new bass pro tour record and i was so excited so i'm um, in and, and that one fish helped me make the cut to fish the final day because the fishing was so tough there water water was 50 degrees 48 50 florida strain bass they don't bite well so i make it to the next day and get out there and, ble- and that morning all these spectators were piled up around there they were proud to have the pros come into their lake the bussy break lake and they were all like somebody's going to set a new record today on this lake. And I was just hearing them and hearing them. Just jack, jack put them on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Man. I got my big one for the year, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. You know, and then I go out and fish for five and a half hours and never have a bite for five and a half hours. I hadn't caught one. And I finally moved to another area. 
the whole lake basically moved out of the area. Decided to start flipping a creature bait and start flipping a Cinco, just a straight, you know, finesse type flipping bait. And I flipped that Cinco and caught a three and a half pounder. So I'm like, well, maybe I'm around some fish now. Maybe I got the right bait. And then lo and behold, boom, I flip in a bush, thousand, thousand and fifteenth bush I flipped in. <laughs> and all of a sudden you catch a 12, 14. So wow. you can't plan that. You can't say I did something special or I figured something out. Two days in a row, I was just blessed by the good Lord above to catch two big bass. And, you know, and it helped me have a good tournament, start my season, get me back into highlights and just, you know, really got the, mo the, the momentum going for me this year. Well, on behalf of the Bass University, you're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's always great to have you at Bash U and uh, you're, you're, you, the way you teach I love because you, you're able to connect and everybody can hear it just by listening to you tell that story so it's, it's awesome I, and I'm, you know, I can come back now for next year's Bash Universe because now I am a big bass expert. I, I, there, <laughs> I teach on how to catch big bass. Okay? The biggest bass in the lake. Yeah. Well, That's that 10-10, right. that how, how was that fish caught? 10-11, uh, don't cheat me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, and this is the other thing. This fish made no sense in the world. I mean, I'm sitting there. I had a good practice in this area, and I'm throwing a three-quarter ounce Livingston lipless crankbait called a Pro Ripper, and it was three-quarter ounce, and I was fishing like six to eight-foot grass, and I'm going down. I start on this good place, and I can't, I don't get a bite. I'm so aggravated that I don't get a bite, and I'm seeing them on the active target, and they won't bite, and they're moved out. So I start cutting across the cove to go to the other point, and Chris Lane rolls in on that point, so I can't fish there. So I said, shoot, I'm just going to go down the pocket here and just cut across like that work my way up and right as i get in the bend of the pocket for no reason at all there's no grass there it's three foot deep and i'm almost so shallow so i lay my three-quarter ounce livingston down i pick up an old uh three-eighths well no old half ounce one knocker i'm really a three-eighths i think it's a little bit smaller than a half it's an old old bait i had it tied on to throw real shallow and I threw it up there shallow, and it, it hits it like in the middle of nowhere, almost at the boat. And it didn't even, no rhyme or reason for it. And all of a sudden, if you saw my video on the GoPro, it was like, I was surprised as anybody. I'm like, all of a sudden, oh gosh, it starts pulling. And it went so fast off to the left that I couldn't even turn my trolling motor with it. I thought I was going to turn it. And I pushed my butt, and I was thumbing my spool, you know, because I had my, I keep my drag tight. And it started pulling so hard, it almost jammed my reel up, and it, I, you know, I got out of the camera where you couldn't see, and I'm like, gosh, and he straight lined me, and I got her turn, I got her head to come up and shake, and when her head come out of water, the bait was out of sight, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is giant, you know, and then I turn her and get her up there and fight her around and grab her, and, you know, and I was like a little kid uh, catching a 10-pounder. I was so excited, and uh, so it really wasn't any rhyme or reason. I can't say that it was something that I did special, just simply – you know, one of those Roman pre-spawn bass. It's just perfect timing there for, uh, to catch it. Well, the, what the biggest bass I've ever caught on the Chesapeake um, came on a, a day like that, where it seems like. But describe the day because the day I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught here was it was like bluebird, post frontal, mm -hmm. high pressure. Nothing was biting. I got next to no bites. But the bite that I got was the biggest bite I have ever got on the Chesapeake. I think I caught one other fish that day. 
Was yeah, it, was that's it, really how it was there. Yeah, exactly, because it was the cold. We had double, like, three cold fronts in a row. Darbonne Lake that we qualified to move on to Lake to Caney in the, in the knockout round. And so it was freezing, like, in the 30s that morning. Water temperature was 48, and it was just bluebird, cold, a little cold north wind blowing, and nothing bit where it was supposed to bite. You know, and, and like I say, I'm roaming across the point cove, and I catch that. And now that puts me like in the lead because it was a 10 pounder, you know, so I'm in the lead forever. And then, uh, I catch, I catch a three pound something one little later, keep me up there. And then I catch a four pounder, you know, late in the day. So I only caught three bass all day that day, but they were, you know, 14, 15, 7. I think I had like 18 pounds with three fish that day. And that was like fourth or fifth place and made it on to the next round. So tough day. Yeah. So there's something about that yeah. tough day that gives you access to those biggest biggest fish you might ever see. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next day on Bussy Break, same deal. We had another cold night, except it was even worse. It was slick bluebird, no wind. The second day after the fronts, it was set in cold. And, you know, that lake is shallow. It was like that lake average depth's like three or four feet and just a big old basin, big flat basin place there full of grass and bushes and and it was late in the day before anybody started catching anything, just about. And then all of a sudden, I, I flip in that bush. And if you watch the video there, I'm I'm one handed, one arm, flipping, you know. And I don't even look. You can tell I don't. I'm not very intense looking because I was almost done. I caught one bass all day, and I had like an hour and a half left. And so all of a sudden, I feel it. It pulls down. I set the hook one arm, and then oh, then you see, oh my God, I pull it, and I see her head come out of the bush. And when her head come up, I said. That's another ten pounder, you know. And I said, "There's another one" because I'd caught one the day before. That's why I said that. And pull that sucker around there, and and it was so fat, healthy, full of eggs, and just one of them great big, you know, pre-spawn bass that you probably only get to catch on that one little period right there on one of those cold, you know, cold front type days. I think that's the key. And and you know, guys, you get bummed out if the weather's bad, the fish aren't biting. But you gotta you gotta stay on your game because those days are the day when you could possibly yep. you know set yep. your personal best. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it may be because no other fish are competing with that big fish for food. That's what I wonder sometimes, you know, because I caught a lot of bass on those bad days that didn't catch many, but you catch a big one, and I wonder if it's because so many of the regressive smaller fish are just locked down, not biting, and that big bass finally gets the chance to eat. Who knows? I don't know. That's an inter- uh, interesting thought. Might yeah. be something to yeah, that. I'll teach you on that at Bash University in uh, 2023. All right. <laughs> right. I need you to go catch a few more uh, PBs the rest of this year, and we'll get you lined up next year in the spring. I mean, right, two PBs is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Jeez. Back-to-back PBs. That's pretty good, Pete. <laughs> Dueling <laughs> PBs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't ask for too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, come on. You caught your PB yesterday. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Took you 28 years to get to get those two. Yeah. You know, how about some how about some detail on on the uh, on what you caught it on? On that one, that I, I was flipping Ishman Rose, flipping seven six uh, Tatula Elite flipping rod, and uh, Tatula Pat pitch and flip reel eight one retrieve with seventy. Uh, no, I didn't have braid. I had a twenty two pound fluorocarbon. I wish I had braid. But I had twenty two pound uh, J fluoro fluorocarbon, and uh, thankfully I when I and, I, and a uh, quarter. Let's see what I had. I think I had a quarter ounce 
Bass Pro Tungsten weight with a four alt Pro X hook and a black and blue, that black blue laminate uh, Yamamoto Senko. And, and so when I hooked the fish, and I, she actually jumped out of the water a little bit, and I brought her around to my good side where I could grab her, but I, I never let her go down. I kept her kind of splashing and sloshing and kept her kept control. And that's a key y'all know with a big fish in shallow water, you if they ever get their head down and get some momentum and get on, you know, they can beat you if they get down in, in a bush. Or I was like in the forest where I'll call that. It was like solid stick up timber like this, toothpicks everywhere. And so I just kept wallering her on the surface and kept her up and brought her around till I grabbed her. And, man what a feeling it was i mean i couldn't hardly lift her out of the water when i went to grab her it was like oh my gosh this wow. thing is heavy so it was awesome yeah it is wow pegged or unpegged it was uh a sinker stopper yeah okay pegged. yeah it was uh well you also uh yeah you said something else because i was going to ask you that question and i and and we're going to let you guys I know you got to get up super early and drive across the country but i want to throw a couple <laughs> ims to randy before he goes from our guys but uh, the you you talked about a red sinker in uh, and it's a great yeah. bass you tip. Uh, why why were you using red during that situation? You know, I, I, I talked about it in bass you a little bit, and on on I'm mostly for sight fishing. I've used it for a lot of years now when I'm bed fishing, and I really believe that when I'm when I'm shaking my little flapping hog in the bed or any of my plastics in the bed, that red shiny weight is you know stir it on the bottom look at that crawfish digging up you know the, the egg and it's blood or red and i've and i've watched i've done it for years so i'll pick up a black weight green pony weight red weight same bait and immediately get a fish to react and so i know 100 percent where anybody believes it or not that it that it works so i use that and then i started picking it up just flipping it in dirty water and in dirty water it has a flash to it and I think they see it go down in a bush or in the grass and it just gives a flash of a gill flash, you know, and that red laser beam, if you shine that red laser beam, we all know that how to, you play with the fish in a, in a bass tank at a bass pro shops or something and you see them and they'll chase that red beam and dig the dirt up trying to eat that red beam. So they see that red flash. And so that's, that's why I had a red on there, you know, and some guys give me a hard time about, it. I mean, Brent Ayler and uh, Brett Height were, jacking with me after that they're like red white i can't believe you had a red white on there <laughs> ever on a red white i'm like hey you guys should listen to me you know i'm older than <laughs> damn right <laughs> pull that card out <laughs> yeah i love it that's a, that's great bash you stuff i appreciate it riz let me throw it to you for an im from the bash you group yeah the uh the message board has been lit up all night um and uh the first question we're gonna go with here is from New York Chris and uh, New York Chris wants to know, Randy, if you were out looking for a PB uh, or just a, a really big fish, would you upsize your bait or stick with the same stuff? Well, that's a good, hard question, Chris. I, I feel like it still depends on where you're fishing. You know, if you're fishing a place that's known for big bass and there's a lot of big fish in your area and you know that they eat big baits or big shad or big, big stuff, then you can, I feel like upsizing your bait is a good idea because we've all done that for years on the lakes that are big bass lakes in Texas and, you know, Florida, places like that. But if you're in a standard lake that, you know, most of your East Coast lakes where you might have some, you know, seven, eight, nine pounders, but they're not like running rampant, 
uh, I think you can still catch them on those same baits. That's why that, that was just a five inch Cinco that I caught that 12, 14 on. So they'll still bite your same baits. Uh, I just think it's that small window of time that you get the, the, the fish, you know, is going to feed or going to bite. So I, you know, I feel like if you're in a big bass type lake, you can't upsize your bait, but if you're in your regular high pressure lakes with a lot of other fishing pressure, I think that Cinco and those baits that are more finesse can catch that big bass just as easy as a big bait in another lake. Uh, that's awesome. And, and I, uh, my biggest Chesapeake bass came on a four inch, uh, Senko, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit too. But Alex, let me throw it to you because I know a lot of people are watching on YouTube and social. Uh, uh, let me uh, throw it to you for a question for Randy. Sure thing, Pete. We have a good one here from Patrick Loudon, and he wants to know, Randy, when you're looking at maps for fishing spots, what Great do you question. look for to try to determine a spot that might hold a bigger fish compared to just a school or some numbers of fish? Yeah, that's another good question too. It really. Uh, isolated, isolated cover, isolated stuff. It seems to always have your best, your biggest fish on it for me. And so when I'm looking at maps, you know, and my, now I, don't, I rarely even look at a paper map anymore because everything is digital. So when I'm looking at Google Earth maps and I'm looking at all the different technology maps that I use, and then my C map on my Lowrance, I, I try to find you know, those isolated little targets, you know, whether it's if somebody it's a piece of brush sticking up or a fallen tree or one dock on a, on a big area that has no other docks or just something that stands out a little bit. And a lot of times you can't find that until you actually get in the boat in the water and you have to find it under the water on your electronics. But I've found a lot of isolated targets and I mark a lot, a lot of stuff that I never catch a fish on. But then there's a time when I'll, I might hit 20, waypoints that day that I've marked idling and that one waypoint I catch a seven pounder on or eight pounder I've done that for years and so that's I think that's the key to catching your bigger fish is finding those isolated targets great question uh great answer of course and uh one more I am Randy and then we'll let you get started on your drive <laughs> uh -huh. All right. so the uh the next question is going to be from Nick T uh and it's actually we're gonna we're gonna work in two questions here. Um, the the first question is gonna be Nick T. Um, he wants to know Randy when you're late in the day in a tournament um, and you're looking for a decent limit fish to make a big call. Um, do you stick to the area that you're catching fish or do you move to find the kicker? And then the follow up question is actually from Nate and he wants to know uh, Randy how can I convince my girlfriend that I can finally get the flat top I've wanted for years <laughs> I just got mine done today man does it look good it's looking fresh dog <laughs> I just I'm myself thinking man he did pretty good today yeah he did Randy I, I just moved and one of the hardest things is I gotta find a new barber now and I, I just I, I, I can't do it I can't find somebody that I trust with the clippers in their hand Oh, that's so hard. Man. You don't even. That's a whole. We can do a whole other hour show on that. I'm in for that because I've been cutting my own hair for the last 20 years. So let's see what you got. Haircuts, man. Robin can go. We can go all day on that. So I cut. I cut that flat top, Randy. Back to the fishing question, though. You know, catching and trying to cull and find a bigger cull. A lot of times, if I'm in an area. And I've caught fish, and I've caught my lemon in the area, and I and I have caught a bigger, you know, some decent fish there, and I know there's there's a potential to catch a bigger one there. That's when sometimes I will 
upsize my bait if I've got 15 pounds or something on five and I need to catch a bigger one you know that's when a lot of times I'd pick up that big swim bait or pick up a 10 inch worm if it's warm you know warm weather time of the year or you go to a six inch cinco or any or just something like that or even throw you know my, my I throw the big swim bait a lot in shallow water Byron Velvet the D Viper Livingston swim bait and this wake bait type thing and uh, that's how you can catch a bigger one. But if you're in an area that you don't think you don't have any confidence in being a big one, a lot of times I'll leave those areas and that's when I'll run, like I said before, and find that isolated target, you know, especially if I'm on a boat dock, like I've caught a lot of my biggest bass ever on boat docks and tournaments and I'll run and pick up that, you know, skipping jig rod and skip my half ounce, you know, rattleback jig or ultimate rattling jig, skip under docks and or hit isolated fallen trees, something like that. And that's how I'll try to upgrade and catch a big fish a lot of times. Great stuff. BTC, you got? No, I thought I, I thought you were signaling me you had a question. Yes, my question was, we're going to throw this to Alex for a question. Okay. Alex, what do you got? Alex? I got to admit, Pete, I'm a little frustrated. Riz asked the flat top question. I thought I was going to get that one off. <laughs> but we have a question for Randy from Randy R. on the message board. And what he wants to know is, Randy, what would you say is the best jig trailer in the spring? Would you go with a little finesse trailer or something with a little more action? Well, most of the time in the spring when it's warm enough that there are that – most that's all the fish are – bigger and full of eggs and they're feeding or you know, they want something a little bit bigger i think in the early part of the year so i'll use a yamamoto flapping hog which is a flipping bait that i flip you know with a texas rig bullet weight all the time but i'll use it as a jig trailer all the time and i'll take i'll pull the flappers off of it and just have the two legs so it looks like a crawfish it looks like a little short stubby fat crawfish and i put that on the back of my jig and I catch a lot of big fish like that, and that's a really good jig trailer. So bulky, bigger bait for a big fish. Awesome. Uh, I want to invite you guys to check out. We, we recently released Randy's seminar that we filmed on the banks of Lake Gunnersville, Shallow to Deep Cranking, which is uh, something that Randy's obviously very proficient at. And uh, check that out on Bash University TV. And, man, it's always great hanging out with you, Randy. I, I really appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Hey, I appreciate you guys too, and I'm and I, and I ain't in a big hurry. If y'all got more questions, guys are waiting to answer. I'll be glad to answer them and keep on rolling. I'm fine. Let's but, go, <laughs> Randy. If you could actually, just one last yeah. thing before you go, give us a little yeah. a little breakdown on the three baits that we're going to be giving away. Uh, to it's going to be our Facebook like and share. Uh, that's going to be three Livingston baits, the uh, Howler, and then uh, two Topwater baits as well. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, I, I picked a couple of my favorites, you know, to do the giveaway tonight because uh, the Howler crankbait, this is the Howler crankbait time of the year. I'm sitting here at Gunnersville where I live, and I won the Classic here in 2014 on that bait on the riprap right here in Spring Creek. And that Howler Plus is uh, my favorite one, and the Plus is just a little bit bigger than the original size. It's got a wider lip, a wide wobble. And I used to say it ran 8 to 10 feet deep until I got active target. And now I, I found that it actually runs like it'll run 12 feet deep on a long cast, which now I like it even more. It is even deeper. And, uh, but that bait is a bad dude in the spring crawfish gunners will crawl or oaky crawl color or spring crawl, all three of those crawfish colors. So we'll get, I'll give you, I'm going to try to get you a gunners will crawl to give away. I think it's cause of that's here. Gunners. And then the two top baits are walking. 
which is the easiest, best walking bait I feel like on the on the market because all the spook baits catch fish and they walk good and all that. But but the Livingston has the weight toward the rear, so it sits like this. It casts really good because it's heavier because it's got the soundboard, the battery chip, and all. It has the electronic bait fish sound, shad sound in it, like the crawfish in the crankbait, and easy to cast, easy to walk. And then the walking boss part two has the jitterbug style lip on it. And that's a, a bad dude too. And you just reel it and it just has a jitterbug splash side to side, makes a lot of commotion. All you have to do is got a broken tail on it. All you have to do is wind it on braid and they will smash that too. So all three of them are my favorites. That's the three we'll give away. Outstanding. Awesome. Great, great question. And uh, so the last one sounded like a Jeff bait. Yeah. Chunk and wine. Chunk and wine. Anything wine. you can chunk and wine. He's, he's all in. My man. Alex, I want to throw it to you. Uh, Randy, going to give us some more questions or some more answers. Let's keep going, man. What do you got, Alex? Absolutely. So good question here from Nick T. He wants to know, Randy, when you need to call, how do you decide that the area you've caught your limit in of decent fish does not have the kicker that you're looking for and it's time to move on to the next spot? I'm still trying to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's the hardest thing is trying to know when to stay, when to go, when to hold them, when to fold them. And, uh, and usually it, 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 you know, if you keep catch, if you caught your, your same size fish and you didn't catch a big one in practice there, and it just doesn't look like a place that you're going to catch a big one. And now it's, it's getting worse a little bit easier than it used to be. Hey, as I hate to say it because of active targeting forward facing sonar. Now we can actually scan over there and see, you know, unless it's a shallow cover, a real shallow cover and the, the fish can hide in there and you can't see them. But most of the water we're fishing, we can see, if there's fish there now or and if they're big or not so it's really you know getting you know crazy how we can we can determine that so it's getting where we once i see that i'm not wasting as much time as i used to uh, because i'm able to see with that active target but I'll, I'll try to go find those isolated targets again to try to find that bigger fish and uh, and because rarely will i catch my biggest fish right there in the middle of all those other fish you know you do sometimes but for the most part those big fish or loners or more roaming by themselves, um, and that's why you got to hit those little isolated places more often. And the more you hit them, the better your odds are going to be of finding one spot out of ten or out of twenty that you're going to get that bigger bite. That that explains why like the biggest fish is always like some some kid or some lady, you know what I mean? And you know that's like their second or third time fishing ever, yeah, because yeah. they're fishing yeah. somewhere where yep. like there's no fish. Right. Yeah. Except for that one that one big grump. That's well said. That really is true. You hear that a lot. People fishing off the bridge and off the shorelines and fishing with a minnow out in the middle of nowhere because they can't go anywhere else other than that one spot on the bank. And all of a sudden, the, that big 10-pounder swims by and eats their little minnow or their little crappie jig. And that, you see it all the time on the newspapers in the little towns that we go to. So yeah, Pete, the more you know, the, the less you know. The, the less you know. It's a, it's <laughs> a difficult you know. proposition because the big, the, catching the biggest fish, like at the James this year, I left to try to catch a big fish, the area I was in, and I, pun I, I penalized myself because a lot of times when you try to do that, you fall on your face. And, uh, you know, I, I, I developed a, a, a philosophy, you got to call to the calling's done. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think so often I've run to get that kicker fish and just, I get kicked, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true. A lot of times you, if you know, you're not going to get a kicker fish, but you can keep on catching fish 
and you know in a three pounder like on the james river you, you most on some places like that you're not probably gonna it's real slim chances that you're gonna go catch a six or seven pounder and and but if you catch you know a three and three quarter pounder and you throw back a two and three quarter pounder that's another pound yeah. So if you can do that two or three times, you can you can inch your way up and go from 15 to 17, 17 and a half, and then boom, you're right there where you need to be. So a lot of times, you know, don't overthink it or don't don't try to be a hero too much because you'll be a zero more than a hero if you leave fish to find fish. You know, a That's lot right. of times try to was, catch them. Never well, leave for was, show, <laughs> fill in the blank for mo, fill in the yeah. blank because you don't yeah. know. Yep, that was me. Yeah. That was that was me last week. <laughs> relates it relates to a lot of things in life yeah yeah not just and I'm, I'm learning again too because this is my first year back fishing five fish limit stuff a lot you know i'm fishing both you know the yeah. bass pro tour with no limit and then i'm fishing the pro circuit with the limit and it's so man it's so, i'm telling you mentally yeah it feels so much more relaxed fishing the five fish limit because i don't i don't have to stress because i know i can i've got all day to have to catch those five Whereas in the Bass Pro Tour, you never get that feeling because you've got to catch more all day. And it don't matter if you catch five that weigh 20 pounds in the first hour, you know you got to keep catching them all day or you're not going to you're gonna fall behind. So, you know, I'm learning that five fish deal again too, man. I don't even – I mean, it's having to get in on time and know how far you got to run to get back. You know, we get – we're so spoiled on the Bass Pro Tour because you fish till 3 o'clock and then you – lines out and then you just take your time and ride in you know so that's another part i love and now we got a i had to run like 40 minute run last week at pickwick and uh and every day rough water and dealing with all that stuff we always dealt with so it's 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 cool being in both deals again getting experience both sides of it you're also bouncing back and forth between the net and no net right yeah yeah exactly net and no net and oh yeah and last week um I, I mean, I'm, I caught most of my fish on bed sight fishing, and most um, last week I set the hook and the winch them and swing them in with my with braid, and I never used the net. But there was a few on the spinning rod with the Cinco that I still get the net out for and fool around with trying to how to do that the best way. <laughs> then I'm like, sometimes like I'd be better just to keep doing what I always do. But then if I have one get off right beside the boat and I got a net laying there. I'd feel like a real idiot. So I, so now I still get the net. That's awesome. Well, you know, we were fishing at such tight quarters at the James. We, we had our own score tracker cause you just passed somebody. What do you got? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got 12 pounds now. I got 15 pounds now. We could keep up that way. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's mentally tough right there too, man. <laughs> Alex, let me throw it back to you uh, for another question for Andy. There we go. Now I'm unmuted. So, Randy, we have a good question about the hydroway for you. And this one comes from Aaron Baldwin, and he wants to know, do you have a story where you're having a tough day on the water, struggling to get a bite, and you turned on your hydrowave, and it made a difference in your fishing day? 100%, man. I tell you that uh, I get asked that question probably more about what's on my boat than anything else other than the power poles. You get people all the time say, what are those things in the back of your boat, you know, at gas stations and all that. But the hydrowave is some everybody says is that, is a hydrowave worth the, the the money the 400 bucks or whatever and I'm like absolutely because uh, I've got lots of stories but one that sticks out is a Lake Oneida um, I've not determined I won at Lake Oneida but one I finished uh, seventh uh, in a Bassmaster Top 100 years ago 
Um, and I was sitting there, it was slick, calm, summertime, uh, hot and sunny. And I had, uh, I had three small mouth and it, they were schooling and they had quit school and they wouldn't break in anything. It was just a terrible day. And it was of course the day trying to, trying to make the top 10. And, uh, and I, I had that hydrowave on, I run it all the time, run it all day. And I changed it. I had it on delayed schooling. And I run it on delayed schooling a lot where it comes off and on every 30 seconds. And I, and I moved around, moved around, and I saw fish chase bait one time, and they were in a big hole in the grass. And I moved up there closer and cast, couldn't get them to buy, and I turned it on top water feeding frenzy, this feeding frenzy sound. And I turned that feeding frenzy sound up, and immediately they, they come up and started breaking right in front of the trolling motor. And I, and I literally caught a two, three and a half pounders on back to back cast with top with a spook on top water and, uh, finished the limit out and I made the top 10 cut. And so that's one time I saw it, you know, and it's, I've seen it hundreds of times, uh, especially during shad spawn season, even here at Gunnersville one year, way back in a Bassmaster, I had the same thing happen. They come up, and when you hit your button on your trolling motor and the shad would just scurry away. Y'all seen that before where they get around your trolling motor real close when that sound is going off and you hit your trolling motor and they spook and they take off and all of a sudden, boom, 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 they start breaking all around my boat again. And I've caught them like that. So I run that thing year in, year out. Early, I turn it on right off the bat in the morning on either shallow water power pattern or power pattern and let it run. And I turn the volume up like three quarters loud. And then I change it to delayed schooling after about an hour or two hours when the sun gets up and I'll kind of mix it up like that. And, and I use that sound because Van Dam said that's what he uses and his name is on the thing. He catches more than anybody. So I, I believe it and it worked for me. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to be giving away a hydrowave uh, to a lucky viewer tonight. So uh, it's a great story. Uh -huh. And uh, it's re really cool stuff. And, and thanks again, Randy. We love having you at part of Bass University. And uh, it really appreciate you coming hanging out with us tonight. Yes, sir, man. Enjoyed hanging with you guys, too. Appreciate y'all. Keep up the good work. Y'all teaching a lot of people how to catch bass. And that's what it's all about. I'm excited to be part of it. And uh, we'll have some more stories for you next time. And maybe we'll have another big fish story. Yeah, we, we expect we a 13-pounder next week. Founder <laughs> at Lake of the Ozarks, it'll be on on uh, on the world news if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, best of luck, man. Thanks again so much, and and everybody, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be back. We're gonna be giving away some prizes, having some fun, talking about our personal best right here on Bash University Live. We'll be right back. Right. Thank you, guys. See you. Thanks, Randy. Thanks so much, buddy. Good luck this week. Appreciate it. We'll see y'all next time. Why Bass Boats for Sale? Our mission is to be the premier bass boat outlet for listings and buyers. We believe if customers can't find it, it doesn't exist. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. BassBoatForSale.com
the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hooks that boom goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Live. We love Randy Howell. He's been with us with Bass University forever, and uh, it's great to hear the stories about those giants, man. Forever, ever? Giants. Yeah. Randy, Randy's been with us. I, forever, it's got to be year one or year two. Uh, he's been, been with the Bass U. So. How hard can that flat top be? How hard? Yeah. To cut it? Yeah. It's okay. buzzers. You, you go, no, you go, you go no, to. It's, it's more than that. You, you need to head for it. Well, all right. I got that part, but I'm, I'm saying as far as cutting that. Dude, it's high and tight, son. You gotta yeah. have you gotta it's, have the right hair too. Yeah, everything. I get that. I'm Everybody saying as, as as the art as the artist. As Greg, the, you could probably have the cutter of I the hair. Could. Yeah, yeah. You might could. That's what they all say. Right? <laughs> Down in Alabama. <laughs> we appreciate you. Do, you we appreciate you. We're chameleon, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I, I had the flat top. You did? Yeah. I'd what love the, to see that picture. I had. It. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what years those were, but back in the nineties, I think I was running the flat top. <laughs> running the flat top. On the, on the flats. <laughs> running the flat top. <laughs> you just said I think I was running a flat top. <laughs> I was like awesome. I, maybe or it was a dream. Uh, Pete's flat top. Man, <laughs> I, you know, as a matter of fact, I'll bring in a picture. What are the odds Pete's flat top you. will be on the message board next uh, show? Pretty good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Alex, it's the camera angle, by the way. That makes you look not tall. Yeah, because I was looking at him next to Randy, <laughs> yeah. and Randy says he's maxed out at a buck fifty. That puts him at what five eight ish. Nice. Yeah, five, five ten. Nine. I would say he's five, tall as me. Yeah, five eight nine. All right, five nine and three quarters. <laughs> and and Alex is you know full full grown person adult. Yeah, yeah, six six foot or so. Right, Alex, go ahead, speak for yourself. Yep, just around there. It's probably, I got my monitors on a stand here, so I don't come up like the hunchback of Notre Dame looking down all day when I'm sitting here. So that probably camera angle is from up top, so I can see why it makes me look a little short. 
<laughs> Everybody's looking down on me. <laughs> uh, hey, nobody's looking down on you with those no. great questions you were putting through tonight, buddy. That's right. Well, yeah, done. I got to give all the credit to the message board. They had some great <laughs> questions coming through and really, really strong night over there. We got some good stuff out of Randy. That was fun. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, let's talk about our personal best beans. We're talking to you, Alex. Beans, though. Let's roll through it, man. What is your PB? Yes. My PB is a five-pound, eight-ounce largemouth. I caught it on a 10XD <laughs> in green gizzard shad. A 10XD? All right. Good yes. Lord. What are you throwing a 10XD up in Indiana? That's like – that's huge. That's like a Texas bait. It was. It's definitely way deep. I was only in like 15 feet of water, but I was just learning how to deep crank, and I wanted to make sure I was hitting the bottom so I knew what it felt like. <laughs> so I was just dredging mud up there and awesome. seeing what I could snag up, and a five-and-a-half-pounder came over and thought it was a, a little shad swimming across the bottom, I guess. Diving into the shallow end of the pool. <laughs> and yeah, the shad, he thought the shad was trying to dig to China or something, so he <laughs> saved it and <laughs> brought him back to life. Uh, don't go to China, bud. That's awesome. <laughs> that is great. When when did you catch that fish? That was last August, like the first okay. or second week of August, right before the fall so transition set, and they were still offshore. Man, PB's wow. in August. That that's, ain't easy. That doesn't happen, right? No. That's PB's actually impressive. That actually added a pound. Yeah. Good, good workout. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you some bonus Thank points. You. On yeah, that. I'll give him a pound on that one. Uh, we, we have a personal best sitting right here on the table, Greg. Can mm. you pass that over? Or do? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll show, it. show it to the camera. Pass what the bass. What do we got? What, this is uh, this is great. I love this show thing. and tell. This, this oh, dude, before anybody says anything, let's get some guesses on the message board for a uh, a wait. Yeah, for a guide trip with Alex in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Guess a, the weight on that uh, on that fish. You know what? Should we should we make that the grand prize trivia? I mean, there's the belly because we actually we got to do two we got to do two trivia's tonight. Well, yeah. And uh, you know we 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 mentioned earlier today that we were going to do a match of the anglers and the baits. So Alex is going to be out, but we could sub that with the with the weight of yeah, Brian's yeah. PB. I don't think we've mentioned it. Oh, man, you didn't say it was mine, but yeah. No, it's, but we can. Made it easier. Well, so I don't I, know. We don't, we, people don't know yours. Go for yeah. it. it. I got to say, though, that fish looks like it's got a little age on it. Yeah. PTC. Well, I mean, you would you, know age. I mean, <laughs> we, we would know age, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> that actually looks just like the same one fat cat who carries around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we bought it at the same place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What year was that caught? Let me guess. Oh, uh, 85. 1985. Yeah. Yeah. They had bass back then, dude. Wow. Yep. That's pretty awesome. So we have the weight. So that that is going to be what, what that is going to be the grand prize. Yeah. Let's do that for the uh, for the for the the the. the Trivia pack, the the tackle direct pack. Let's tackle let's direct. let's say where it was caught first. Also. No, it's not. Why not? Because it's in New Jersey, and they, there you go. That's what I'm saying. New Jersey. Yeah, that's uh, good enough. Kind of, yeah, South Jersey. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. So guys, we got a uh, got a trivia going on here right now. What's the weight? What's the weight on Brian's PB? All right, we're gonna Brian. need it to be. Uh, we're gonna need it to be here, exact. Let's let, let me put you yeah, some comparison. perspective. Yeah. Here's an here's an iPhone 13. <laughs> Look at you, Pete. There he is. Look the, at that. The, oh. hand, the hands to give away. Yep. Can't, can't quite get the iPhone 13 in there, but it is Hold a northern strain, you know. That's a big – look at that. Dude, a bait's still in the mouth. That's all <laughs> you caught it on, Brian. <laughs> that's why I uh, that, that's, that's a That's an awesome bass. And we – 
we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and have the other. Can we have Pounds both contests at the same time? Pounds yeah. and ounces. Well, the, so for the other uh, for the other prize, the the hydro wave, we're just gonna do a trivia question from from tonight's show. It's okay. gonna it's gonna tie back into the show, so awesome. we can go through our RPBs, mention the baits, all that good stuff, and all right. we uh, we're still waiting on a a correct guess for what, what kind what kind of weights we hear. So let me just start reading back. We okay. got uh, eight pounds two ounces. We have a eight pounds uh, eight pounds nine ounces, nine pounds seven ounces, ten pounds eight ounces, ten pounds twelve ounces, Dude. seven pounds nine ounces, ten pounds six ounces, eight pounds five ounces, eight pounds five. There's a lot in that eight to nine range, and and guys, that's your you're flirting around it right there. Um, but we need we need the exact. All right, we need the exact. So, all right, I'll keep I'll keep monitoring the board, right, we'll keep, Alex. I'm going to text you. We'll keep I got it. monitoring that. In the meantime, I'll throw it to you, GDP. What's your personal best? Where and how and what'd you catch them on? Seventeen two. Seventeen two. Yes. Ca- California. Yeah. Just kidding. Completely <laughs> <laughs> kidding. My uh, my PB was caught in my very first elite event. Ooh, we win. What? Yeah, in the tournament. Who got it? Good, good. <laughs> so, uh, if you remember the Defireside chat with Ike after my first Elite year, and we told the story, uh, my PB is an 815. Wow. You know, good quality fish. It was off a of bed. Okay. And it took me about three hours to catch it after I fought it to the boat, lost it, broke it off, and then <laughs> finally caught it. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, yes, man. It was wow. one of the most epic catches of my life. And to get that in the boat, like the rush I felt, was just intense. Wow. You yep. earned every bit of I that did. fish. I did. You broke it off. I, I, so I so the first time I fought it, you know, from the bed 20 feet away, yeah. I fought it all the way to the boat. And I went down to get it, and it turned, and it came off. <sighs> and same bait all three times? Same bait. So I, I actually, after it came off, I retooled a little bit, went to a bigger hook, same weight, a bigger hook. I throw it in there, and for some reason, I don't know why I was throwing this bait on 15-pound test. I never do. Fish, I feel, fish eats it. I set the hook, and I just snap it off. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So said it popped on the hook set? Yeah. Mm. So maybe on the fight prior to that, maybe I nicked a line. I don't know, but I, I took it back, and I put 20-pound test floor on, and I said, all right. And this is already like I'm I'm good two hours in now fighting this, or, you know, trying to get this fish. In your first ever elite series event, first elite event. I already had a limit in the boat, but this was the one that was going to put me. Right what out. day? Day one. Oh my god! Yeah. So I literally, it was crazy. It was hot, sunny, and I literally I had no marshal my first elite event, first day ever. So I'm sitting there. There's other guys all around me, but I could just see this big log sitting on this bed. It was this fish. We throw the bait back in there again. And I don't think I even twitched for 20 minutes, dude. I just sat there like this, and I felt the line jumped. Wow. And I just gave it everything I possibly had and set the hook, and I got it finally. On the third try. On the third try. Wow. You just that's let awesome. it sit there? Dude, I let it sit there. That's the only way. Cause the second time, that's how I got to bite the second time after I lost it. I let it just sit in the bed. And the fish would go right back to the bed. And then the third time, I let, I'm telling you, it was good 20 minutes, dude. I never even blinked, I don't think. And I felt don't the line jumped. Oh, my God. Yep, I, Felt it pick up and I just hit it. Was the uh, was the hook in the in its in her mouth? Yeah, from the first one. Oh no, it wasn't. No, she must have got it out. How about it, that? It, I, when I set the hook and I broke it, I felt it like I had it. 
you know, like I felt the But that hook pressure. wasn't in her mouth. It wasn't in her. Oh. She must have got it out somehow. Oh. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. It was crazy catch. Amazing, amazing fish catch, but uh, we couldn't help everybody at home heard that we have a winner <laughs> by, by Rich's reaction. What What is the answer? This well, is maybe PTCs. We should guess. Do, you, do you know? No. Well, I, he said it, but I, I think I know, that generally speaking. 8-1. Oh, oh, man. I've been wrong, yeah. I guess. Who was yeah. our winner, Alex? The winner was none other than Brian Setlock. Brian, congratulations. Oh, Brian. You are the lucky winner of Trivia Sweepstakes number one tonight. That's my, that's my right. Hydra Wave. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Jersey guy? No, PA. All right. Me and Brian there fish together quite a bit. Good job, Brian. Yeah, Come Brian. Head, heading your way. That's right. Pete, uh, while we're at it, why don't you take pick up that rod that sits off to your right-hand flank? No this way. is This is that's not the, the rod. That's no the rod. Way, this is like an ice fishing rod. Dude, that that's a four foot ultralight. It, dude, I was I was like 12, 13 years old. I had two rods to my name at oh that time. Gosh. One of them might have been an ugly stick. Wow. And that was the other one. And it caught on a. It wasn't that real, but it was that rod. <laughs> and I caught on a seven inch culprit worm. That's awesome. Wow. Down there. Don't worry about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> seven inch culprit worm, the same worm that uh, Brian Crusher used to win the classic. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. This was well. This was actually before that. Yep. But uh, yeah, dude, set the hook and just held on as she screamed drag, with my uh my buddy and his and his father and gave chase, chased it down, got over top of it. You know, I just kept pressure on it, pulled her up out of the out of the grass. She ran again, just got over top, pulled her up out of the grass, and she's like, just rolled. Wow. Scooped it up and reached in and grabbed her. Did you like bear hug her? Or yeah, lift the fish or what'd you do? Yeah, man, we put her in the bucket or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was 1985, you know, we didn't have technology back then, uh, <laughs> driving Dotsons or something, <laughs> so, right in the back seat. <laughs> it, she actually spent the night in my mom's bathtub because I didn't know any better, you know. <laughs> back then, it was you know, you get it mounted, you get that one, yeah. and you get her mounted. Yeah, that's real, awesome. It was really before the the push for uh you know catch and release and yeah and all that and uh skin mounts or or replicas i should say so yeah it's pretty awesome she weighed she weighed that the next day oh wow after spending the night in mom's bathtub yeah wow which close she was probably close to nine pounds oh i don't know all that come on pete really yeah I mean, that's a lot of <laughs> – when a fish d- dies, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uh, weight that gets lost during that extreme. God. It's probably 9, 10, 11 pounds. Probably, yeah. probably Easy. the biggest house. <laughs> How about that? It's a solid, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful fish. What a, what a great catch. It is a big one. Eight-pounder in our part of the, in our state, that's pretty – That's uh, huge. That's pretty impressive. So the cool thing, and I didn't realize this till not too long ago, actually – I caught it on a culprit worm, seven-inch worm, purple worm with like a pink fire tail to it, right? Mm-hmm. And here this lake stock with trout. Never uh, put it together back then. Didn't really, you know, we didn't kind of know about that whole that whole deal, but uh, I don't know. Maybe a trout eater. Maybe a trout eater. That's pretty cool. She there was thinking go. about it. Great, great now, catch. We were in like, you know, a cove with pads. I remember seeing just a little boils right at dusk, just a little on the surface. Yeah. Do the worm over there, weightless with a... Uh, uh, keeper hook. Uh, who made the keeper hook with the wire? Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Mr. Twister. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was it. Awesome. Huh. Great story. Yeah. Great catch. And uh, Riz, yeah. it's it's your turn. Um, you may have just caught your personal best. 
All right, so here's the backstory on that. I I've caught fish definitely bigger than that in uh in non-tournament situations, but I'm the guy that never has a scale with me mm. when I catch a big one. So I really can't consider it, you know, because when you don't know the weight, you, you can't you can't just guess. But so I caught a uh, 647 this past weekend in a in a tournament, and they always have scales there. So <laughs> so uh, that's the one I'm going with. So what do you think your personal best was? It's yes. over over seven, yeah. Bec- on, over seven down on the flats because the week before, oh wait no, I caught a six six that went on a scale that same, the same week, so it's actually a six six. <laughs> so the bait you, <laughs> the, the bait you brought me is not even the right one because I caught a six forty seven two days ago and on the white chatter bait. Yeah, caught a six six two years ago. On so. what? Uh, a red trap, Sproaruku shad. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. They in work. like yeah. in like ten feet of water on the flats in a channel, just kind of. I love go-gong, that spot. Go-gong, 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 go-gong. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your jersey PB? A seven pounder, seven uh, on Timber Lake, Ooh. prior to nineteen eighty five. Oh God. <laughs> Prior to Greg De Palma. Yes. <laughs> Prior to Rich Ledbeater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prior oh. to Alex Dean. Alex, wow. Alex the yeah, guy over there. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> you know what? It was probably 86. I'm sorry. Because it was after I graduated uh, high school, which was 85. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, it, was, line, it was the following year or the year after that. It was 86 or 87 when I caught it. And it was on a spillway. Uh, what going into Timber Lake on a, in a spillway? In, or was a seven pounder at night, throwing a spinner bait with a Colorado blade. Oh yeah! And I bombed it up, and I hit the spillway, and it fell down the spillway. You know, bu- 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 hit the water, made one turn. Thought it was snagged. Handle. I thought it was snagged, and <laughs> and up came a, a seven Perfect. one. It would that that's that's the biggest. I'm I'm sure that's probably the biggest Jersey fish that I've ever caught. That's a big one, dude. Yeah. But I've caught it. I've caught a real big one on the flats. Like I told the story, I didn't have a scale. I didn't weigh it, but it was clearly the biggest fish I caught there. And I don't know how big it was, but it was big. And uh, I, I tell myself it was a ten pounder, but I don't. I don't know that to be true. But the picture says it is. And uh, I caught a big one in Florida. It's kind of around ten pounds. And, but the the coolest one was Ike and me were fishing uh, Toledo Bend in louisiana we're staying on louisiana side of the lake and and mike was using these you know we were just getting exposed to this texas red thing and this was back in the 90s or or early real early 2000 and mike was really high on these cordell spots and um and i i was using rattle traps but i you know i got some because he was going crazy about them how he's using them uh to, to get a lot of bites there and I was having all kinds of trouble because this thing doesn't. You ever cast one of these things? No, cast it good. They the the weight transfer system is it isn't what they they've redesigned things, and the baits cast so well today. This thing will grab air, doom! It'll it'll shoot straight up in the air, or it'll nosedive into the water, and and you got to be on top of the backlash. That's but a, that's a part of the appeal. You keep them guessing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's real, but it it has a wide wobble. It's a unique action. But anyway. I caught the, I caught this fish, and at the time, it was clearly the biggest fish I ever caught in my life. No scale. I threw it in my live well, and uh, I went back to the um, 
place Mike and I were staying was right on the lake. We rented a Cooked little it house. <laughs> Cooked it up. It. We filleted it. Uh, <laughs> we had Roland Martin came over and joined us. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But, but I breadcrumbs or, or cracker crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, had some, we had some Cajun, Cajun stuff. rope. Cajun rope. <laughs> Gaspo's we're famous we're, season. We're down to buy you, you know? Uh, there you go. So I got a, I didn't know what to do. I asked Mike if he had a scale and he did. <laughs> and, uh, he and started I, scaling it right there. <laughs> we, I, I got, <laughs> I got. Oh my God! We're gonna get canceled. Brian's got a mounted bass on the table. It beats fillet ten pounders. <laughs> the night before a tournament. <laughs> this show's taking a Scales left turn. Flying all over the room. <laughs> I, I no, that's not the way it happened. I we, I actually got a trash bag. <laughs> Get it right on I, a stump. I filled it to, <laughs> <laughs> right on a stump with a nail. <laughs> the head. <laughs> the the tin cup is flowing on that side of the, the studio <laughs> through the carcass of the boat ramp in the morning. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. That's awesome, Pete. That's, that's we do fun. we do not approve of that type of thing on no. Bash University. So you never weighed it? No, he had a scale. <laughs> I filled the filled the plastic trash bag up with water, put the fish in it. We went up to his boat, brought his scale out, and it was dark, right and. Uh, so we had to go where there was light and his scale, it, it drops. I put the fish on it and it goes up to like 10, 5, then drops down to 9, 8. And then it bounces around, bounces around, and it settles on 10.01 pounds is where it settled. So nice. it was the very first time, yeah. you know, they, it. I mean, legit double-digit yeah. bass. Wow. Oh, good That's for you, 10, man. 10.01. And it was, it was weird. It was like this. It wasn't like a Florida strain with a big giant head and long body. It was shaped like your fish, bro. I had a smaller size head and a short, shorter size fish, but it was just the girth was just so big. Yeah. And uh, yeah, got fish bit on you know a gravel point, uh, ate that bait and just ran me around. I couldn't. And honestly, I didn't realize because the fish is proportions were short i didn't realize what i had until i actually got it out of the water because it like you picked it up and you're like it just kept coming and coming and getting <laughs> bigger and bigger as it got out of the water so uh yeah that's great awesome great great catch for you know toledo ben that was uh yeah that's my pb that so was 10 you pounds go. you won't weigh the next day in the tournament it, yeah we were a couple days out okay yeah. yeah no doubt but uh yeah did that did that fish clue you into anything for the event <laughs> I did poorly in the event. Okay. You know, I, no, it didn't. It was right because it was because it, it was the giant that was around no fish. Rogue. It was around no fish. It was oh. like I was not getting bit. We're I was figuring not stuff out a, tonight. I was not having a good <laughs> a good day on the water. I'm like, Mike, this lure is stupid. It doesn't catch any fish. You know, I was I was like, this is, and then boom, I locked up with that giant. You know, yeah. but uh, you know, good stuff. My, you know, first time in uh, Louisiana and Texas and. Uh, what what a great deal! It was great, you know. Me and Mike were staying together, so we we always had a blast when we did that. Yeah, and uh, great stuff, man. We have we have uh, some great fish. I guess we all we're all challenged now. BTC is diving into the world of glide bait, so we expect his PB to be broken at some point. My arm's broken. <laughs> Brian, once can we, I, can once I you get you back in baits? action, sure. All right. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. All right. Protect us. Needle of collateral. Yeah. No, actually, yes. All right. Yep. 
Very cool. What kind of collateral? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Never mind. We need we need to pick a Facebook like and share winner. If you guys haven't done it yet, you're watching over on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share, and uh, and we will hook you hook a winner up right. with a cool. Uh, Cool prize pack from Tackle Direct, a hundred dollars. Nope, nope, nope. Facebook like and shares Livingston. Yep. Man, I screwed up again. Yeah, I got this. Livingston lure. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> like and shares tonight. We're giving away three Livingston lures. Uh, that's going to be a howler crankbait and two topwater baits from Livingston lures, guys. So like and share tonight's feed. We also still got to give away our Hydrowave, or uh, rather than that, our our Tackle. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're a mess tonight. Our Tackle Direct prize pack, like Peter just mentioned. Um, and we're going to do a trivia for that. And yeah, we, the trivia for that question is going to be, what were Randy Howell's two personal bests in back-to-back -back days caught on? Guys, we need the details. What were Randy Howell's two personal bests caught on on back-to-back -back days? Are we doing the weight and the bait? No, just the baits. Okay. Just the baits. Yep. All right. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's make this a little harder. <laughs> tie them in. Tie, tie it in. The, the Which fish with which bait? Give it, so. give it to me all in one, all in one message here, so that I can uh, figure it out. So. Jocelyn, thank you for putting the whiteboard up with all this information. <laughs> I think it actually confused us. We we're not, we're not prepared to be prepared. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. But uh, I actually uh, was in Tackle Direct yesterday. I took a ride down there, checked the store out. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's decent, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, there's a lot more in their inventory than is on the shelves. I still manage to spend. You know, two hundred fifty dollars of that I absolutely don't need. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I gotta cut it down, simplify. Yeah. I could see where this would work. Was Ryan <laughs> was Ryan in the shop down there? Nah, man. No, no, they they work remotely. Okay. Yeah, they're they're in the lab or behind the Oz curtain or, or something, or out fishing maybe. Yeah, but um, yeah, dude, they got a lot of stuff. And I will say, my one observation from checking their prices online with some other, you know, giants in the uh the the online retail is their prices are good like average a dollar cheaper yep. we, got, so. we got a winner awesome. we got a winner yep what do we got rich we got coach p uh coach coach p with the uh 10 11 on a one knocker and then the 12 14 on a five inch senko man I, I meant to ask him what color that one knocker was i was just curious yeah yeah it's an old one 10 11 on the one knocker, hmm. twelve fourteen on the five inch Senko. Coach Prince. Very good. Always getting it done. Tackle Direct prize pack. There you go. Tackle Direct. Also have amazing shipping and customer service over there. So yes, check they out do. Tackle Direct. And if you are a member of Bash University, I want you to go check your email because you have a fifteen percent off coupon that will expire at the end of this month. You haven't used it yet. Ooh. Go take advantage of it. Check your email. Uh, and we've we've emailed you a couple times now, so make sure you oh yeah use you, that use that fifteen percent off because additionally they're also cheaper. Additionally, you're going to save a few bucks and you're going to get all your stuff when you want it. So uh, go check that stuff out. And uh, we're going to be back. We're going to be uh, next week. We're working on a really cool show. We'll keep you guys posted next Tuesday at seven, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you abreast on our. Uh, our ho our guest for that night, but we're going to continue to have a lot of fun and bring Bash University live to you guys on Tuesday nights. We've got another live from the open scheduled for the holiday 
the the Fourth of July weekend. So look for that coming as well. And uh, Brian's got some kind of crazy pack of lures. What's that? Man, that looks like uh man, I don't I don't know. Is that a, a cream? Is cream worm? Nah. Lizard? Is it a can you name that? No. It's before I was born. <laughs> it's before you were born. <laughs> is that is that a culprit? No, but I could not find that's why I was late. I couldn't look, couldn't uh, find the culprit. Remember Gil Raker, dude? Oh my gosh. This is the salt raker. The salt raker. Gil Raker worm <laughs> salt raker. Did they, what did they have these it's on the yeah. shelf over at Tackle Direct? Nah, they had them on the shelf in my garage. <laughs> the real sponge. You remember the Gill Raker? I I used to use the Motor. Remember Motor Oil? Motor yeah. Oil. Yeah. It was such a popular color. Yep. And uh, what's forgot. old? What's old is now new again. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, I used to use I down at Mananico Ponds. I won my very first tournament ever on a Gill Raker Motor Oil Worm, weightless. With just a like a three or four out hook, and I would throw a weightless worm. In that's the what that's what we had to do. Throw a weightless worm in the pads. Yeah, because it's before it's the stupid Senko ruined everything, and <laughs> everybody can catch them now. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So the Gilraker's tail should have thrown that turn Senko this way and then that way. Mm -hmm. Right? How, how old is this? Uh. Probably 35 years old. Wow. And the skew is still on there. Like you can't even get stuff nowadays for like a week with a skew on it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, there you so go. It was better back then. Good stuff. Well, walk through memory lane. Uh, got the. We even have the uh, suspending Cordell spot, which yeah. was uh, a really really cool thing that they used to do, floating and suspending lipless baits. Yeah, one day There's I might catch one. There's still a few out there. Yeah. There's still a few out there. Elmer Lake. That's right. Elmer Lake. Check it out. And last but not least. Facebook like and share. What do we and who's handling that for us tonight? I got it. Uh, tonight's Facebook like and share winner for a Livingston prize pack, a Randy Howler crankbait, and two top order walking dogs is J.R. Rents. Congratulations, J.R. Rents. I know him too, man. You know him too. Yeah. You are tonight's Facebook like and share winner. Congratulations. Thank you for watching the Bash University Live podcast. And guys, don't forget, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's iTunes Podcast, Spotify, um, Stitcher, all, everywhere. iTunes, uh, Android, anywhere you want to listen to us. This, you can check us out over there. Leave us a review, please. It helps us. Um, whether yeah. it's good, bad, in between. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about yeah, next. Yeah, if you're going to talk trash, leave your name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, uh, guys, seriously, we be, appreciate be a man. We appreciate everybody that watches the show, listens to us afterwards. And uh, don't be afraid to slide in our DMs and let us know what you want to hear us talk about, guys. We, uh, we want to keep this thing going and we want to give you guys what you want, so yeah. give us some feedback. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. If, if, you get, if you're in the DMs, make it good. Tell me what stupid you shit. May, you may even see us on Twitter. Who knows what's going to be happening over there? Mm -hmm. oh. yeah. Who knows? TikTok lives, all kinds of yes. stuff happening. All that's going to be happening. We'll keep you guys posted too. We're going to be filming this week. Really psyched about filming with GDP, talking about bed fishing, and uh, some other really cool stuff. So we'll. Uh, We'll keep you guys abreast on uh, on social and a lot of other great stuff coming at Bash University. Guys, thanks so much for being part of the program. Get over there and get subscribed if you haven't yet. We have amazing content that's, that's released every single week. And uh, 
we're going to be live every Tuesday night. So, thank you, BTC. Glad yeah. your arm's doing well. Riz, I will see you tomorrow morning. GDP, I'll see you in the morning, too. Thanks, both of you guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you working with us tonight. As usual, always great to have you with us. I may got his uniform on still. He came straight from work. All right. <laughs> what? I can't see his uniform. <laughs> That's right. He's camouflaged. Yeah. <laughs> Blends into that background. Yeah. Hey, Alex. <laughs> from the Bath, Bath, Bath Towel Studios. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beach Towel Studios. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you next week with another edition of Bash University Live. Good night, everybody. It's Mike Iaconelli. This is Bash UTV. Here's what's awesome about Bash UTV. You get the top instructors. You will learn things at Bash U that you will learn nowhere else. And we help you build confidence with new techniques. We take the mystery and the myths out of bass fishing. Real tools that help you catch more fish consistently. At Bass U TV, shoes are optional. And I like turtles. We teach you to enjoy bass fishing. And that's why you want to check out Bass U TV. Join the Bass U family. Welcome to Bass U TV.